Chloe, I discovered something really cool slash super cringy slash mostly insane that I'm going to need you to fly out to me to visit sometime. Don't ask questions. Just say yes. First and foremost, the answer is yes. But now quickly, tell me what it is. You are never going to believe this. And you're not going to believe this because we are theme park aficionados. However, like a day's drive away from me, there is a theme park. One we've never discussed. Inside a full-scale replica of Noah's Ark. What? Wait. Wait, is it the one that's all creepy and weird and pretends the dinosaurs never existed? Yes and yes and kind of. They're actually sort of obsessed with dinosaurs. <gasps> They're kind of everywhere, but they do fight gladiators. So the plot is a little twisted. We have to go. I already have my ticket. The screen is up. I'll buy yours too. <laughs> Today, I want to tell you all about it. That gives me such a good idea for today's episode, though. Did you know that there are, uh, kind of weirdly, a ton of religious theme parks across the country? And they're all kind of weird and a little unsettling? When you mix Jesus with a roller coaster, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what other outcome could there be? Let's get our Jesus on. I'm excited for this one. Get ready, everyone. We're going to be talking all about a couple of abandoned religious theme parks from all across the country. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your local neighborhood true believer, also your former Sunday school teacher. <laughs> the artist formerly known as. I am Eleanor, your stubborn skeptic. I used to wear a choker that said atheist on it. <laughs> when I was in college. I was an edge lord. Okay. Oh my my spiritual beliefs have certainly become more nuanced in the five years since. Oh my God, it's been seven years. I'm the crypt keeper. I'm ancient. <laughs> Jesus, take me now. God, I'm clearly you, ready. Um, but we are coming from very different backgrounds and angles to this episode. Nonetheless, together we are the gruesome twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. And in today's episode, the country. <laughs> We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. We are sticking together as a pack in this episode. <laughs> One thing is for sure, we're glad to have you guys with us here. Okay, you know this about me, that I went to church like three days out of the week for the majority mm -hmm. of my youth. My parents were very religious, but they also worked at the church. So I just spent all of my time in church. Like that was basically my second home. I did my homework there. I took naps there. I mm -hmm. cleaned. I taught Sunday school. I am very familiar with a church setting. That to say, very unfamiliar with today's topic, which is religious theme parks. How? How have we never tackled this? I don't know because there's such an abundance. Yes, they're everywhere. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. 
New Balance. Run your way. Before we get into this episode, just a quick disclaimer, of course, that, you know, talking about creepy or abandoned religious theme parks, we mean no disrespect to any religion no. ever. As the most devout Christians will see, <laughs> these theme parks have very little to do yes. with religion yeah. and significantly more to do with mania and chaos. So stop number one on our creepy abandoned religious theme park road trip is Waterbury, Connecticut. Now, what is in Waterbury, Connecticut? Holy Land, USA, baby. This is an 18-acre theme park in Connecticut inspired by selected passages from the Bible. It was conceived by a man named John Baptist Greco, an attorney from Waterbury, who was just, I guess, like one day, like... I'm going to build a theme park. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is What kind of thought has to go through your head before you build a theme park? You know, to be completely honest, I also don't really know what a theme park is because a theme mm. park is not an amusement park. There aren't no. any rides. Like, we use theme park and amusement park kind of interchangeably with yeah. Disney, but there are, in fact, no roller coasters inside this arc. No. It's like shops and stuff. You're just kind of there to experience the vibe of Jesus, I guess. I wonder then... Honestly, I've never considered this because, yeah, we use theme park and amusement park really interchangeably, but maybe a theme park is just an attraction with a theme. Uh, According to good old Google, (laughs) it was literally just like a snack bar, a gift shop, and statues based on stories of the Bible with a big cross, of course. John founded a volunteer organization called Companions of Christ with the sole purpose of creating an attraction that would replicate Bethlehem and Jerusalem of the biblical era. The park consists of a chapel, stations of the cross, replicas of catacombs. This is so not fun, bro. Where is the amusement? Oh, it's in the Israelite villages constructed out of cinder blocks, of course. Who is amused by any of this? I'm so confused. It also was, like, made out of cinder blocks, bathtubs, and other discarded materials. Like, fully just, like... (laughs) This makes so much more sense because when I was researching this, the title of the article was Jesus' Junkyard. And I was like, what? (laughs) But that makes more sense. Among the more unique original attractions of the site were a recreation of the Garden of Eden, a diorama depicting Daniel in the lion's den, and various recreations of the life and ministry of Jesus. The centerpiece of the site is a 75-foot cross and an illuminated sign that reads, Holy Land, USA. I have seen this cross. I know a little bit about Holy Land because I always thought the cross was really weird. So it did have peak years. You know, the numbers were kind of surprising to me. During the 1960s and 70s, it attracted upwards of 40,000 visitors a year. Obviously not a huge number. We're used to talking mm, about like that's, Disney that's on the pod. That's a lot of people who were here to experience bathtub dioramas of Jesus. Like they had a pretty good gig going for a while. John did have to close Holy Land in 1984 because he had plans to improve and expand the site. But unfortunately, he did end up passing away two years later. So it just kind of fell into a state of advanced disrepair. Can you imagine your loved one passes away and you inherit a religious theme park? Holy Land, USA. And to you, young Michael, 
my theme park <laughs> made out of bathtubs. And seemingly, if Michael existed, he didn't care much about it. It yeah. was like heavily vandalized. It wasn't taken care of in any capacity, yeah. basically. It just fell into disarray. And the website Roadside America included the park in coverage of offbeat attractions. I believe this is after it closed. So it was still kind of in existence at the same capacity. Like, you could look at it. It's not like there was, yeah. you know, really anything when it was open that differentiated it. Albeit with a cautionary tale that visitors should explore with caution and with an up-to-date tetanus shot. That is a quote. It's also a correct quote and very good advice because very this place advice. looked spooky when it was open and spookier now. YouTubers have also started filming videos. You guys were expecting that. It happens everywhere. People are trying to explore this site successfully. And of course... Local rumors popped up that this site was haunted. And listen, listen, I get it because uh, let me paint a scene for you here. Holy Land USA, like this advanced state of disrepair. The bathtub dioramas destroyed, vandalized, statues beheaded. Of course, YouTubers are coming in and they're like, it's haunted because mm -hmm. how else are they going to fill in the blanks? Now, there aren't any specific stories about who or what is haunting Holy Land, but there are stories from people on Reddit, of course, who share their own experiences. And there's also local legends around it. Some say that people who enter the park at night become trapped, unable to find their way out. Mysterious voices can be heard after sunset. And there have even been a few murders on site, lending further credence to the legend of Holy Land USA. I love how you buried the lead there. It's like, it was kind of spooky. It was kind of creepy. There were a couple of murders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little bit of credibility, I guess. However, when I was thinking, this is a bit of a tangent, so stick mm -hmm. with me here. We've talked a lot on the pod about ghosts being attached to areas yes. and how that doesn't make sense. And I was thinking about ghosts and religious sites. And mm. I feel like churches and places like this are the best proof that ghosts aren't real. Because imagine being like a devout Christian your whole life. You're worshiping God. You're doing everything right. You're lying in bed, peacefully drifting off. And then you just come back. You're back on this mortal plane, bro, except you can't eat. Like you can't touch anything. You're just trapped here. Oh my God, no. I would be invading the church like a menace. Goodbye. Stained glass, smash glass. Like it's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> I'd be pushing the priest over. I would be like, get out everybody. You like it's be not the, real. The ghostly menace. Yes. And like sometimes churches are haunted, but you're telling me that like every single ghost wouldn't immediately come to the church and be like, guys, it's not real. You have to come back here. Like stop wasting time in here. Just like live your life. You're telling me that wouldn't happen? No. <laughs> like, please give me an explanation for why churches aren't like, if there's a single real ghost, they're all in the church trying to warn other people. No. I mean, as somebody who kind of grew up in churches, like, I guess I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, there's some of the most haunted places ever. Like, I've, I've seen more paranormal activity in churches than anywhere but else. Like, but I hear what you're saying. Not the systematic level it. of ghost aggression you would expect. That is true. You would expect. That is true. <laughs> Now, given I was eight when mo I was experiencing most of it, so they could be kind of aggressive, just not towards children. I'm sorry. Like, priests would be so haunted. Like, religious figures who are spreading the teachings of a god, if you didn't make your way up to heaven, heaven's fake, oh my god, they'd be haunted the house. Like, they would not be <laughs> able to take a single step. Now, even if Holy Land USA itself is not haunted, it's still very, very, very weird, right? And uh, we did talk about a couple of murders, I suppose being committed there. I've heard this story of a guy, though, about how he and his fiance went to check Holy Land out. Neither of them really believes in ghosts, but they both like spooky stuff. 
But the thing about Holy Land is that there aren't really any restrooms, all right? And when nature calls, you got to answer the call. And so the fiance had to pee. She just kind of pops the squat right there in Holy Land and she's doing her business. But the next day, she was complaining about how her thighs were itchy and she looked and um, there were a bunch of mosquito bites lined up in the shape of a cross. I love how it's like, aren't ghosts and demons and stuff supposed to be afraid of crosses I think and so, yeah. God and like holy things. So like, is this God himself sending mosquitoes after this woman for like squatting on his land? Like what? He said you peed on my holy <laughs> land, girl. I feel like it wouldn't be like it's a, a spooky ooky who's, who's putting crosses <laughs> out into the universe. But what do I know? Either way, uh, mosquitoes have the power of Jesus. Grass has the power of Jesus. This site has something going on. Fair enough, but let's take a break before I tell you all about the other park, and you tell me about Ark Encounter near you. Up next, we'll be talking about a religious theme park that closed because of a very big scandal, and an active religious theme park with boxing dinosaurs. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Up next on the road trip, Eleanor, Fort Mill, South Carolina. Yeehaw! Home of Heritage <laughs> USA, baby! Once the third biggest theme park in America. I was talking about this with someone. I was like, third biggest theme park in America. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Disneyland, Disney World, Heritage USA. At no one way. point in time. Yup. Yup. No way. Yep. Skeptic is skepticing. I don't believe it. I think it was before the days of Universal Studios, but okay. that's still crazy. Isn't that insane? I mean, it was an absolutely massive theme park that was open between 1978 and 1989. It was located in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and was founded by Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker. Yes, those Bakers, portrayed by Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain in the film The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Now, the two of them, Tammy Faye and Jim, they were obsessed with the idea of building a Christian Disneyland. They very much so were like, Disneyland is great, but what if there was more God? More Jesus. More Jesus. And so they decided, we're going to build Heritage USA, baby, an inspirational park for the whole family. It claimed to have something for everybody. And examples of something for everybody include a miniature train that carried visitors around the main campus. Activities on the park included tennis, horseback riding, and swimming. So it kind of sounds more like a country club than, mm-hmm. like, a theme park. But what is a theme park? I think it's I guess just it's a park with a theme. activities. <laughs> yeah, they sound kind of lame, to be honest. How does horseback riding become, like, godly? On the horse, or you just, like, praise Jesus? As a former Sunday school teacher and former horse rider, were you, did you never conflate the two? Never. Not wow. once. Not once. They probably wouldn't even let you in. <laughs> 
oblivion for a myriad of reasons, but that is among them. The practicing witchcraft could be like somewhere on the list too, but I like the idea that like I rode horses and never thought about Jesus once. <laughs> Sacrilegious. So in 1986, the Bakers even added a $12 million water park. Now, I feel like that has to be why it became so big. Not only is it like horseback riding trails, of course, that has to increase the size of this place, but now it's a humongous water park that includes the world's largest wave pool and a 52-foot water slide. I wonder how much of their acreage they were using for the park. Because I assume they can say, like, we're the third biggest, even if they have just all this land that they've purchased but aren't utilizing. I have to imagine, too, like, Disney World surely owns, like, another plot of land for an additional theme park. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you were really to look into Disney World, it's probably much bigger than it actually is. Well, they were going to build uh, (laughs) that one in Virginia. Like, Disney has so much land everywhere. But I guess they're, like, I don't know. I I just, I still don't believe it. (laughs) I think there's something afoot. Now, in case you forgot about the religious angle here, other attractions at the park included the infamous pastor Billy Graham's boyhood home. I didn't know who Billy Graham was, but I guess he's just like another mega church pastor. Did they get his house? I guess that they they got his house. Yeah, it had to be his home. It doesn't say a replica. It just says his home. They got his house. What the hell? Wow. A shop that replicated the experience of shopping in a Jerusalem marketplace and a passion play depicting the life and death of Jesus Christ with the aid of light show special effects. During the peak years, it became the third most popular theme park in the world behind Disneyland and Walt Disney in World. In the world? Actually, you know what? This is so iconic. Hearing about what these people get to do, if you are a Jesus fan, this is your dream. If this is the wizarding Jesus world fan. of the Holy Spirit. Yes. This is everything. <laughs> like, I guess not the wizarding world. Oh my God. <laughs> Never that. Never that. I'm I'm literally begging to be smited right now. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. It's not surprising, the more I think about it, that like there are so many Christians. And this is like the heavy hitters of Christianity. They got this man's house, right? If you're house. a Christian, like this is your pilgrimage in the U.S., I just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry if you're up there. You know how like when you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you're like in your robes and stuff. It's yes. like, what do, what do the Jesus people who are really gung-ho about this, what do they cosplay? I would love to see the merch. <laughs> <laughs> what is at the Jerusalem Marketplace? Tiny little beards. <laughs> I would love to see it. Unfortunately, nothing good lasts forever. <laughs> Right. Yeah. This is around the time that controversy struck. <laughs> Jessica Hahn, an American actress, accused Jim Baker of sexual mm-hmm. assault in 1987 when she was employed as a church secretary. Yeah. Two years later, if that was not enough, Jim Baker was also found guilty on 24 counts of mail and wire fraud. So this man was sentenced to 45 years in prison, along with a fine of half a million dollars. Nothing is coming up, Jim Baker. Everything is bad for Jim Baker. Everything is going down. Because of a mixture of public outcry and also the Bakers having absolutely no money at this point, probably should have bought that wave pool, the park fell on hard times, eventually shutting down for good. Like I said, it was inevitable, right? Third biggest in the world to disarray, kind of crazy, but it was bound to happen. Like, Yeah. Crazy to think about that, like, in the vein of Disneyland, Disney World abandoned. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Nuts. Nuts. Today, there are only a few remnants of the park that are even still visible. To see what remains of the park today, interested explorers can head down to South Carolina, but pretty much all that's left is kind of a bummer. Most of it has been replaced by subdivisions, townhouses, but you can find a crumbling parking lot 
<laughs> with the unfinished <laughs> heritage. Yeah, like, woo! Holy land! <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find the unfinished heritage grand towers in front of you. Now, when I read that, I was like, like the Tower of Terror? Like, is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> but I don't think it's quite as grand. And the remains of Heritage USA on your left, bordered by a chain link fence and overgrown with weeds. However, one attraction is still standing and operating as originally built, the Upper Room Chapel. The Upper Room Chapel was modeled after a church in Israel, claiming to be the site of the Last Supper. After sitting vacant for years, it was bought, renovated, and now hosts nightly church groups and is open to the public on weekends. There aren't any rumors of hauntings here, but uh, have we seen this place? If, mm, listen, if my if my father was narrowly escaping the clutches of a gold <laughs> cross at an Episcopalian church, like, are you kidding me? Heritage USA is freaky. It does look super haunted. Is this on property? Is this on, like... Yeah. So you can go. You can go to church at Heritage USA. Like, you can still go there and go to church. That's kind of iconic. I want to take you to the next stop on our road trip, and I'm going to get it out of the way now that it's not haunted, and you will not convince me uh, it is. Terrible. However, it is probably the weirdest. Um, okay. <laughs> and certainly up my alley in terms of strange things that are shocking to discover really exist. We are going to make our way to... Kentucky. It's finally Ark Encounter time. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. dun. Smited. Yeah. <laughs> Ark Encounter is a Christian theme park that opened in Grant County, Kentucky in 2016. So this is recent. Very this is recent. New. The main reason that anyone would go to the park is that they have this recreation of Noah's Ark, mm. um, obviously based on the Genesis flood narrative contained in the Bible. So they have a big old ark. It's 510 feet long. 85 feet wide. It's 51 feet high. It's a big boat. The theme park promotes, nobody's surprised, pseudoscientific beliefs about how old the universe is and how old the Earth is, and also whether man and dinosaurs coexisted. Now, I have a theory on why the dinosaurs are present. Why are the dinosaurs present? I think we have to disprove evolution, right? Evolution yes. never existed. Mm -hmm. But, like, the dinosaurs kind of clearly did. You know, like, the bones are there. I guess some people might believe that, you know, the bones are clearly there. I think it doesn't really fit in the timeline of Christianity, right, to have these dinos from, like, millions and millions of years ago, but they were clearly there. So now we have dinos fighting gladiators instead because why not? We can explain both. So when you enter the Ark, it's super dimly lit. There are no windows. You are immediately immersed. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a brown interior littered with over 100 bays of colorful, professionally designed exhibits. So this is purely a visual experience. You feel like you're in the embrace of Jesus. It's warm. It's dim. Let's learn about religion, right? Yes. Yes. The religion you learn about is interesting. In one diorama, it shows people about to be murdered in an arena by a human giant and a big old toothy dinosaur. He has gilded horns. So we have a giant, we have a dino, and we have the people who are at their mercy. And this is presented seemingly as like reality. <laughs> this is not an art project. Like this is presented as seemingly what really yeah. happened. There's another that shows babies being delivered into the mouth of a big golden snake god. And you know, when I read this, I was like, man, this is crazy. Like 
you know, religion has some crazy stuff, all religions, but like, this is just beyond. How could anybody believe this? And then I was like, wait, the real part of Christianity is this big boat that was supposed to house two of every animal. Like you're going into this experience genuinely believing that. Like that's in the Bible. Yeah. You believe that that's true, that this man took two of every animal. Like why couldn't people be born into the mouths of snake gods? Why couldn't there be giants? It's not that much weirder. On the main deck, you are greeted by no other than Robot Noah. Noah is present. Robot pre Noah. Yes, he's present. Noah is there. He does have a touchscreen. And the touchscreen yes. answers, I think it's 14 questions. And they're really bizarre. One of them is, how long have you been married? Why don't you look like you're 600 years old? I actually don't know how he answers. He's considered to be 600 years old because according to the organization that created this arc, Noah and his family worked between 50 and 75 years to build the ark. Oh, It's wow. a long time, right? You might be like, man, they were really working Noah into yeah. his senior citizen years, right? Like senior discount where? Nowhere to be found. No retirement for Noah. But in fact, he was actually, according to them, super sprightly because humans in their reality could live as long as a thousand years. So 50 to 75 years, it's probably like the time we're taking to record this podcast. The ark was just kind of a side project for Noah. Absolutely. Seemingly. Just a little hobby. Yeah. There's a, a lot more here. This place is absolutely massive. There's a Bible-themed buffet, which out of everything we've talked about is the only thing that's really convincing me to maybe stop by. Listen, <laughs> that fact, along with Noah the robot, I'm kind yes. of sold. Yes. There are elaborate exhibits showing the birth of the world. It's all kind of crazy. I think we're going to have to go check it out for ourselves. I am being so serious when I tell you I'm ready to buy the tickets. There are at least six other religious theme parks that have existed in America. Why do we think it is that a theme park was seen as such a popular means to spread the word of God? Was it that Disneyland came out and everyone was like, I can Godify this, I can make this religious? Or was it just like, I don't know, I have no idea. Like, why were so many of these theme parks built with the sole reason of like spreading the word of Jesus? I mean, a lot of religious teachings are like obviously intended for children and the easiest way to get a kid to agree to something is put them in a theme park and like tell them it's also good. Mm -hmm. It's also an unlicensed franchise. Christianity you know is an IP that nobody owns that has just the most outlandish shit that you can like capitalize on and make things out of. And clearly just kind of like makes shit up. Yes. Also. <laughs> like yes. You have a built-in audience of people who love it. It's the biggest fandom in the world. It doesn't surprise me that there are so many theme parks. This could be somewhat a controversial but interesting. Money laundering could also be a factor in a lot of this. Heritage USA themselves was involved in a lot of sketchy financing and a lot of Jim Baker's crimes traced back to hiding some of the church's money in Heritage USA. Mm -hmm. So bringing in like the religious aspect could mean tax breaks, could mean money laundering. And that's, of course, the darker side mm -hmm. of it, right? I'm sure that to a degree, there are people who are just super passionate about sure wanting to make money, but about also dinosaurs fighting, dinosaurs fighting, yeah, they love um, it. and Jesus and Jesus. That's actually a really good point that I hadn't considered that there are differences in laws. If you're a religious institution, you get a lot more leeway in pretty much every way. So if you're going to build a theme park, involve Jesus. As usual, at the end of this app, <laughs> I am not convinced of any hauntings anywhere. <laughs> Do you actually think Holy Land is haunted? And if so, why? 
I loved an excuse to talk about some familial hauntings with religious backgrounds, I guess. I think that anywhere can be haunted. I think any place, <laughs> anytime can be a little haunted. I think the bathroom. Oh my God, Louis. <laughs> I just, I do. I do. I think that the bathroom here at Why? Spotify Studios could be haunted. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because if I'm a ghost, I don't want to stay in one place. No, 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 no. Why is Holy Land haunted? Oh. That was my um, cue. <laughs> Why is Holy Land haunted? A great question that has a phenomenal answer, which is because, uh, why not? No, I, there's been no evidence of it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that I'm always, and I guess this is just from growing up in the Bible Belt and also seeing a lot of churches that I perceive to be haunted as a child. I'm always actually much more prone to believing that like religious places are mm -hmm. pretty filled with energy, pretty freaky. However, Holy Land USA itself has nothing to back up the hauntings. Right. Could the chapel be haunted? Mayhaps. Mayhaps if it's still up and running, but it's given me no proof. Mm -hmm. It's giving nothing except my blind optimism to think that everything and everyone <laughs> is a little bit haunted. It's fair enough. What do you guys think about this one? Have you walked away intrigued by any religious theme parks? I'm not gonna lie. I am more interested in the Ark Adventure than I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. Ark Encounter anytime. Ark Encounter, sorry. Ark Adventure, Ark Encounter. Either way, we're there. Either way, we are there. Also, if you've ever been to one of these places, oh my God, please tell us. I'm so morbidly curious. Let us know all of our social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kibben. Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. <laughs> <laughs>